0: And then click that button so that the lighting is better. Because there's no dark mode with StreamYard apparently. <laughs> so. Indeed. And whenever you have it on your main screen and it's like a 32 inch monitor, it, uh no, not 32, 30, 28, whatever this thing is. I don't know. Big. Big monitor. Big, big monitor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drink it straight. All right, everybody.
0: I try to to keep some kind of track of how much I'm Mm -hmm. drinking, (laughs) especially when I have to work tomorrow. So, uh. yeah, that's probably smart.
2: Well, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Black Tower Podcast, a Wheel of Time podcast. Uh, I am one of your... hosts. (laughs) I don't have an adjective today because I just didn't come up with one and uh, it felt right. (laughs) Your Khan Mahail,
0: Daniel. And I'm another one of your just feels right host <laughs> your Baijan mahale andrew uh but what doesn't feel right but is also right at the same time is the fact that our soravon mahale is out in the field doing soravon and mahale type things uh, josh is not with us tonight in flesh uh, but he is with us here in fleshlight i mean spirit uh so <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he sends good. his love, he sends his taint. Uh, it smells, but it's still here. Yeah, um, so sounds like I have misplaced Indeed. my muddler. I don't, I don't actually have a muddler. I'm assuming you're talking about like the the pedestal, the modern pedestal type thing for uh, making drinks, the pedestal part of it. Um, if you want to know why I brought up muddlers. Head on over to blacktowerpod.com and check out the button mm-hmm. that says Patreon and for as uh, for just a dollar a month. A whole dollar a month or less. It's like yeah, 73 good. cents or something if you do a yearly yeah. or whatever. Yeah, if you if you go ahead and do it in a year, I think it's set to be like a 10 to 13 I think it's a 13% discount on the yearly rate. So add up whatever oh, you would so spend for a year.
3: 7 not 70 something. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think it comes out to uh, $10.87 for a year if you do family member at a dollar a month. Um, but that goes all to help support what we do here at the Black Tower Podcast. And all of that goes right back into the podcast, whether it helps pay for uh, kind of unplanned travel, things like not anything big like plane tickets yet but like lift rides from the airport to like JordanCon, WatCon or recording things as well as uh, new equipment. And if we have to like, you know, commission somebody to make intro songs or any kind of artwork or intros, that kind of stuff for us, that's what it all goes for. As well as getting the lovely stickers and uh, different merch items that we send out to uh, many of our fantastic patrons. And it also lets you listen live to what we're doing every Tuesday night when we're recording in our Discord. So if you want to join that illustrious crew, blacktowerpod.com, look for the button that says Patreon, click it, be amazed, join us, and uh, just like uh, Fry from Futurama, shut up and give me your money. Or That's not the that's not the quote. It's in us the meme and say okay. shut up and take my money, but you get what I mean. There, you, There you go. Marshadi posted in the live chat. Indeed. Once you're done over at Patreon
2: uh, and you have decided whether you are going to join us in the Black Tower or not, um, which is entirely fine either direction, uh, and you've gone on a rabbit hole down what other content creators are on Patreon, and you've decided whether you're going to join them or not, uh, feel free to hop on over to blacktowerpod.com where you can find all of the information that you need slash want to find out about the Black Tower podcast. Uh, all of our socials are there. Also, all of our merch shops are there. Um, basically, as I said, everything that you would want to know, uh, including details for this year's Gathering Madness, which is going to be October 13th and 14th in uh, at Evermore Park in Utah. So go ahead and check out details. Indeed. So check out the details there on the website. Um, And yeah, feel free to hang around there for a little while before you come back to the episode or, you know, whatever.
0: Sorry, I'm having fun (laughs) with the... light bounce, bro. Yeah. Dude, it's it's set to auto white balance because anytime Uh I do it, it either makes like the video look really red or really blue. And so if I just hold up a paper towel... The light
2: balance gets, or the white balance gets super off.
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> there yeah. There's a TikTok clip from this one, just Andrew being stupid. which um, hey. You can find those clips in every episode of the Black Tower Podcast, uh, which we host on Podbean, and you can watch the last five or listen to the last five uh, on BlackTowerPod.com as well. Um, with all that being said and done, Uh, definitely do check out the information for the gathering madness 2023 it's going to be dope it's our biggest one yet and we'll be celebrating the completion of five years of people listening to us talk for some unknown reason oh yep it still boggles my mind I can't like I thought about this the other day and I was like I can't believe I've been doing this for like five years give or take a couple months
2: yeah Yeah, wild craziness.
0: Yeah, But we'll reminisce more about all that and talk about some of the cool stuff we've gotten to do or we want to do. All that kind of stuff at that celebration. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some different cool stuff. Um, We're going to be talking about the uh, old cartoon, The Thundercats and Lionel.
1: Wait, Mm -hmm. sorry, wrong show. Aww. Just
0: like how he said, Thundercats are hoes jesus isn't that what he meant thundercats 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 hoes yeah totally yeah that's what he meant give me sight beyond sight all right and let's go ahead and spoiler warn this one that was my way of talking while i like looked to see which spoiler warning i was supposed to be doing and now i'm talking because i need to find it on my stream deck because i don't there it is all right i'm ready now all right here goes this episode spoiler warning courtesy of our friendly neighborhood fact checker Mahil.
3: welcome to the black tower a wheel of time podcast all right let's check this one huh this podcast will likely be spoiling books one through oh what's this an envelope addressed to me no name though let's see what's inside oh my this podcast will likely spoil all the books in the series and apparently being a patreon will expose you to information that should be left unseen Protect yourself by pulling that spoiler condom all the way on. And I need a drink. That's way more of Andrew than I have ever wanted to see. Why would you braid it down there? The answer to that question and more can be found at the Gathering
0: Madness. Specifically, (laughs) Saturday, October 14th. In a very shady corner of Evermore Park. (laughs) That would be the most
2: appropriate place for it. Imagine we get the call now that it's just like,
0: yeah, um... Y'all can still so do the thing but Andrew can't come.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like you might still be able to attend. You just probably can't find shady spots to come, you know. I mean, where
0: there's a will there's a way. <laughs> and when you're uh Jesus. when you're a sub minute man like myself, it's hard to stop. There you go.
2: It yeah. I mean literally that's the that's kind of the the whole point.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm not. I'm not fast or premature. I'm just time efficient. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? All right.
2: Bro? So uh, today we are talking about sort of a little bit of a conceptual thing um, that is a, a question that I discovered slash got asked slash have now asked a couple of people in person uh and think is sort of a fascinating understanding of of people and what they think about the story and things like that uh and it goes really well with uh, a couple of weeks ago at watcon just like two and a half weeks ago at this point um like an eyeball at i know right the uh We actually got a wonderful, amazing reading from Michael Kramer and Kate Redding uh, that was the very famous flicker, 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 flicker uh, portal stone scene where Rand transports himself and Varen Sedai and a number of Shinaran soldiers and Matt and Perrin and Loyal and Hurin uh, from where they are in Kyrian?
0: a little out. outside of it it's like outside of either current. way if you thought it was impressive to hear in the audiobooks you should have heard it live oh it's yeah even more impressive because if it's like in the audiobooks you're like okay you can try multiple takes you can maybe splice things together but doing it in one shot without stopping in person um
2: incr- well and of course one of my favorite things is the in the audiobooks, there's uh, almost exclusively one voice you hear because they switch off chapters mm-hmm. and they switch off POVs, but they don't really do a lot of switching off of um, narration and dialogue, like in in that paragraph or in those paragraphs. So it's almost exclusively either Michael or Kate. Yeah. And when they're both there and they're both sitting in the room, they both do it together and it's that much more extra, which is really nice. Um, but anyway, uh, this scene has always fascinated myself and clearly lots of other people because uh, it is definitely one of the most famous Wheel of Time scenes, um, especially after having read the books all the way through, or they at mean, least relieving minimum.
0: Are, they were just outside of Steading Sofu. Setting Sofu, that's right. Which yes. is just outside, outside. of Kyrian. Or mm-hmm. technically it's in it's not in Kyrian the it's city. In Kyrian, the, the, the territory or nation.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So I'm close-ish, but always just a little off. Close enough for Black. I'm, I'm just like that. Just a little off. <laughs> always. <laughs> Alright. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they this scene is very famous and it's really cool and it's really thought provoking when it comes right down to it, uh, where Rand, um, since we see it from his perspective, as they are sort of traveling through the portal stone, uh, and he is channeling through the, the stone to get them from where they are to a portal stone, uh, in Falma. Um, Or
0: in Arid. Toman Head. On the Elmeth plane. Toman Head. Yeah. Um, Trying to get some head from Toman. Apparently he's really um, good. They named a whole place after him. So. Oh yeah. uh, He
2: lives or sort of sees a number of lives of him not announcing that he is the Dragon Reborn. Of him not fighting against the Shadow as the um, as the dragon you know all of these different things of how life could pan out or could have panned out had things not happened exactly the way that they did in the books up till that point um, and presumably into the future because many of them he sees himself grow old um, or at least older um, and different events happen so all of that to say uh one of the things that we learn about the portal stones is that they are able to transport you basically to other dimensions, or other worlds, or other parallel
1: realms, Imagine, if you will, or whatever,
2: <laughs> right? Uh, into other possibilities, other lives that you could have lived, uh, or really, in this again, this is this is where it gets muddy because it doesn't show us that. It shows us Rand and Celine and Loyal and Huron travel from our world into um into an alternate world where the Trolloc wars ended with the Trollocs winning, basically. Or at least that's the 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 position that they take given what they see. Um So this has been sort of the question of, clearly they go into another world that is somewhat similar to our own, but where different events seem to have happened that change the course of history and change the world to be different. And they're running around doing things in that world until they come back to the one where sort of Rand and them come from, which is ours. Mm Mm-hmm. So this presents a bit of an interesting question of, given that the portal stones seem to be able to transport you to other places physically, what are the visions that Rand and all of the Shinaran soldiers and Varen and everybody are seeing? Are they alternate realities that could have been that are just pushing them into their heads? that they just sort of see other possibilities for their choices and their like dream sequences that they're sort of that that feel very realistic in their heads is that their sort of brain going into another one of these worlds and seeing the life that another one of them actually lived or is living in that other world and they're just getting a glimpse into that world through the portal stone is that sort of, you know, a just completely fantasy that isn't actually happening anywhere in any dimension. And it's just a possibility of, of something that could happen. This is sort of the question of what are the metaphysics behind those visions? Um, what are, what are those actually caused by? Um, Cause there are a lot of theories as to what they are. Um, and there's a lot of sort of, thought processes as to how to look at them. And I've always been sort of a fan of the sort of like, you know, infinite uh, universes, the, the multiverse theory of all of those lives that Rand is seeing. All of the ones that we're seeing through Rand's eyes in the POV are other Rands that are living in other parallel universes and... All of them are doing these things and losing to the Dark One, which is why over and over again, you hear the, you know, I win again, lose there. Um, but again, I've also heard a number of different takes on it. So I wanted to bring this up to, uh, you know, Andrew and Josh, or in this case, just Andrew, because you are here and I love your thoughts on fucking metaphysics. Um, so sometimes I have but... sort of. Now, you always have thoughts. Sometimes they're mind-boggling. Sometimes they're interesting.
0: And other times they're absolutely just fucking wrong.
2: I didn't say that, but... doesn't mean they're not fun <laughs>
0: sometimes.
2: Um, but yeah, so what are sort of your thought? Like, have you ever sort of thought about whether those visions are actually sort of real or whether they're just you know, Dream Sequence. What is sort of your thought as to what those are, where they're coming from, and why Rand and company are seeing them uh, in this situation? What are
0: what are your thoughts on what's going on here? Uh, so as to whether or not I've ever thought of it before, the, the answer is honestly no. Um, no. Not until uh, it was brought up and that was thinking about it like i think because this is one of the things i think was brought up kind of during an episode um partially yeah partially at least yeah um and i i didn't really think about it then and i didn't really you know think about it today because i mean i definitely thought about it this week because we prepare (laughs) for episodes Uh, i've been thinking about it for the last seven days at least um but i I have spent a fair amount of time pondering and pontificating uh, on the nature of the portal stones and the mirror mirror world and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so you're already ninety percent of the way there. <laughs> yeah, close enough.
1: Um,
0: because like it, it necessitates if if these were if the flicker scenes were a glimpse of a reality then it means that these worlds have to be real. They can't just be images or like, you know, what if scenarios, if they were real, clear. Well, clearly. Um, so it has to be uh, this kind of like, uh, have you seen uh, the Doctor Strange and uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Madness? Yeah. Yes. So the dreamwalking that, mm-hmm. um, that Scarlet Witch does, um, or and one that Doctor Strange that Doctor does Strange at some does. point. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, so it it has to be something like that because the way it works, and then is they don't just put themselves into another world. Um, Good to know that my hand is so light in color <laughs> that it affects the auto white balance.
2: Yeah, I, mine is just. I
0: don't know. Maybe I, I have, have enough lights point. in this room. <laughs> we do it like. Okay, that's better. Added a little too yeah. bright. Well, because I can see like the pixels kind of like shimmering a little bit because it's a little dark. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I need mm-hmm. better light. Anyway, um, eh. go join Patreon so Andrew can buy better light. Just, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spend like 150 bucks on an Elgato light, so I got this one. Um, yes, indeed. It's still good though. It's still good. One of the Logitech yes. ones. Anyway, um, what was I saying? but Uh, dreamwalking uh, yeah so they don't just like put themselves in a in an alternate reality or an alternate world or a a parallel universe they put their consciousness into the body of themselves in that mirror world or that mirror Mm -hmm. universe um but it doesn't seem that like the weird thing about that is like it's different because they can choose whose body they put themselves into because uh, Doctor Strange well, and they chooses... also
2: have control over yeah. that body, whereas this is really they're watching yeah. a story unfold without yeah. really seeming any con mm-hmm. any control over it. But yeah, I mean, I I still like that yeah. sort of
0: well, uh, reference between. They're also them. aware that like this isn't their reality; that they, they they're mm-hmm. still cognizant of this not being reality. Um, the thing about the flicker scenes that makes it so compelling that they are. Uh, they are potentially real is the fact that until they are back in our world um, and even then it takes time for everybody to kind of come to grips with it. They can't tell the difference um, until they are back in our world. Like they can't act like whenever they yeah. talk about living the different lives, like they don't talk about them as if like I saw a different life, like until they're back when they're active they're living yeah yeah or presumably because we only get to see rand's point of view correct as he goes through several lives um
2: well we do get a comment from ingtar as well well, and actually another comment from Varen at some point uh describing a little bit of what they went through but yes we only get to see it through rand's eyes
0: well we get we get a sort of comment from Matt. I believe we also get a sort of comment from parent. We yeah. get more of a, uh, about the same level of comment from Inktar and Varen goes like, she's going to go into it, but she stops herself. Like she so frequently does and doesn't really well, but, say much.
2: So later, interestingly, one of the things that I love about this scene is that it comes back because actually Varen says when she is, uh, thank God we're full spoilers. Cause Oh. i love this part Varen, near the end of the books where she has the conversation with Egwene and outs herself as black aja legitimately says that part of the reason that she's doing it this way and part of how she knew that this would work was that she got the idea from the portal stone oh yeah and so again we sort of see that like this come back because Ingtar, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that he goes and sort of kamikazes uh, and sacrifices himself for the dragon reborn, for the seals, for the horn, all of these different things to allow Rand and Mm -hmm. uh, Matt and Perrin to get away is that he has this experience through the portal stones. And then is like, I can't get away from this but at the very least I can do some good. And then Varen kind of says the same thing in a very different way, obviously, and like does it a very different sort of method. But in the end, both of them are kind of standing there being like, the portal stone kind of made this possible in some way. Like the flicker kind of made this possible. Uh, And I love that so much. Because again, Ingtars is like, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Ingtars is almost immediate because
0: he gets a chance to sort of.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. Like, the,
2: the
0: fact that it keeps flickering is like kind of fucking with me. Yeah. And I so get I'm you. trying to find like. There, There is no. Okay. Low light compensation. That's good. That's there good. we go. Low light. I'll turn that on there
1: you go one of these uh, days yeah, i'll find Ingtar... settings and
0: fucking leave them alone every time you change a light you have to fuck <laughs> with your with your webcam settings it's that is correct i don't know maybe i need best but yeah right? my setup i love the fact that we
2: get sort of ingtar's response to the flicker scene almost immediately yeah. like it's like four chapters later or something ridiculous like that and then of course we have to wait for books to get Varen's response to it. But again, I absolutely, this is one of the reasons that Robert Jordan is so good at this. Yeah. Well, is I mean, that idea of put this in, in book two, revisit it again in, you know, a way later book.
0: And yeah. so I, well, you have, you have several ramifications yeah. that go on. Like, uh, Ingtars is the oh, most yeah. immediate because yes, yes, this is a big part of the reason why in because he's muttering after this that he walks in the light he walks in the light that's where mm-hmm. it's one of the first moments that i think most if not a fair number of readers first go huh yeah <laughs> he's a up he's a cooking up of something. um right there's a good family guy reference for you if you've seen that episode <laughs> um Matt's payoff comes uh later in Dragon Re- or after Dragon Reborn um in book uh four. Yeah. Uh yeah. where he's trying to get away from Rand and then he resolves himself to doing stuff to help Rand because of this whole mm-hmm. like I I'd never betray you, Rand, kind of scene. Mm-hmm. And it it helps Perrin more subtly but more continuously. Because this is a big reason why Perrin comes to terms with his status as a wolf brother and accepts it. Because mm-hmm. he probably saw some lives where he refused it and people died because of it or they lost because of it or.
2: Or he refused or he it and he turns into a wolf. Yeah, or, he goes like no. Or like does. accepts and it too much. And
0: yeah. Yeah. So things like that. Um, and then, of course, Varen, you know, there in. Uh, was it Veins of Gold? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, where that happens. But Mm -hmm. we also see, well, one, uh, just to point this out, because I do this all the time. This is also the scene, or technically scenes, I guess, where we get the most misquoted line of dialogue from Wheel of Time, I think. And it's the, I win again, lose there. Not Oh, yeah. The quote is, I have won. I have won again lose there yes it's just like the no luke i am your father yeah right <laughs> i do this all the time do i think it sounds better, better? i win again lose Theron. yes i do but it's technically i have won again lose there
2: well and when it comes right down to it again it's that sort of same spirit without actually being the exact yeah. quote which is why it nobody corrects wrong it. The because if it was actually like if it was actually wrong, like if it was like, no, Luke, I was your father. Like, that's a little weirder. Like, <laughs> I was, I no longer am. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm not claiming, I'm not claiming credit for this anymore. I've I, removed I my DNA father. from like, your body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but again, yeah, but it's definitely also, sort of
2: along those lines of mm, that spirit yeah. rather than words, but you're right. It is, it is absolutely, yeah. I have won again.
0: Lose that. Yeah. Game. Um, and then we pretty much see just how this scene is mainly us watching Ran go through different lives. they um, <laughs> <a laughs> fucking more shiny. Um, we also see essentially the same sort of thing happen in A Memory of Light when Ran is struggling with the Dark One. Because right. they battle back and forth Well. The, you know, Chaitan takes a turn and then ran takes a turn showing each other mm-hmm. the world without the other.
1: Yes. And
0: I think that those worlds are just as real as the flicker worlds. Okay. Which yeah. meaning if, if the flicker worlds are real, then so are the worlds that ran and Shitan show each other, which I believe is completely yeah. possible giving an infinite multiversal, uh, like space, um, yes. but for me, where it ties together again, it hinges on um, is the rug because the rug of, is really what's tying what, the room together. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually. Uh, yeah, I've got a rug back there, and it really does tie the room together a little bit because um, a lot of like my what stuff is like black and red in and color. Things? I mean, because it's kinky and it likes that. All right, you don't bondage. <laughs> you don't bondage your rug. Like, come on. How do you show your rug that you love it? Why do you think there's all these old habits of taking and throwing rugs over clotheslines and hitting them with the little things to do- to knock the dust out of them? Um but no, uh so before I read the absolute evidence that Morshadi is imparting on us right now. Yeah, right. Um we know that that Teleron Riyadh, the world of dreams is the closest mirror world to our own. And I don't know if it's ever confirmed that it is also where most of the mirror worlds, if not all of the alternate mirror worlds, converge together or kind of where they're linked together. I think it is. Yeah. And I think because yeah, I've of always that,
2: viewed Teleran Riyadh as a mm-hmm. like, Grand Central Station
0: of all yeah. of the different worlds
2: rather yeah. than actually sort of being one itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, in some ways, the definition of that also means that it is one, yeah. but like, I almost feel like it's outside of that whole equation mm-hmm. rather than being part of it. But
0: yeah, yeah oh, Sorry. my my whole thought about why it's so easy and why you're able to do all the things in Teleron Riyadh that you can there it goes again. Can... <laughs> um. I'll, I'll, I'll figure this out eventually. Um, the reason why you can yeah, do all the things there is because it's a world where all possibilities converge. So whenever you simply will things to happen, you are simply willing that reality from the infinite multiverse of realities to be what presents itself or be what becomes the most concrete uh, for you. And whoever has the strongest will wins out in that argument. Um but as part of that, I think the flicker scenes and ultimately the showdown between the Dark One and Rand are mm-hmm. making use of the same kind of mechanics. Um, okay. It's just the same ultimate mechanism through different access ways. If you know, Because in that sure. moment, they're doing this. Rand and, and the Dark One they are existing outside of space time. They have pulled themselves in the spaces in between the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um and whenever you exist outside of space time, you can then reach and touch anywhere that is space time. Assuming you have the ability to, you know, reach out and touch it, you're not like, I don't know, in a prison for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> um, or technically in a prison in the next moment, not in prison because there is no concept of time right, for yeah. you. Um, but you can reach and touch anywhere, and I think that that's kind of how that works. So that is a very long way of giving the rationale behind why I think that the worlds they're seeing are real, but the portal stone portal stone, instead of actually putting you physically into that world, it lets you look sure. into that world kind of like the, the pensive does in uh lets You look into memories and in like Harry Potter mm-hmm. where you're, you're there, but you're an observer. You you're can't not affect there. anything. Yeah. Um, and exactly. it puts you uh, into your, your own kind of life. And it seems, uh, not seems, it definitely is tied to your own uh, soul or nature. Uh, and it just throws you in different random spots. Now I'm going to stop talking so that you can talk. And so that I can also read the evidence that Morshadi is posted. Right. Probably what makes half of what I said wrong. Uh, no, it actually
2: doesn't no. really. Uh, it it doesn't necessarily support it, but it definitely doesn't go against it. Like I, I think that it's pretty neutral. Um, mm. It's good information, and I appreciate it from Morshadi. Again, our fact Checker Mahhail is doing an amazing job. but at the same time, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that any of this supports or doesn't support um, that particular line of of thought. Um, so here's actually where, uh, and please feel free to to inundate me with questions if you sort of think of them and and want to do whatever. Um, But that actually gives me sort of three additional questions that are all smaller than the first in some ways, um, but also sort of equally as just getting information and and thinking a little bit more about this and and broadening the scope. Um, So... Let's start with the the first two. Number one, uh, given that sort of thought process about whether the, or about the portal stones being able to transport your consciousness uh, and let you view those other lives. Um, again, we get sort of a bad... Quote unquote, because it's not really bad, but you know, a bad example of this particular phenomenon in the books, because mm. Rand and Celine and Huron and Loyal go to a mirror world where presumably they don't exist in some ways, because they're running around and they really kind of aren't people. Like it feels like this is a world where sort of life as it is currently known is wiped out. Or at least that is a suggestion that is made uh, for that mirror world. So, my question to you is when you go from a mirror world or from our world into a mirror world through a portal stone, do you think it actually makes two of you if there's already a a you in that world? Or do you think you transfer your consciousness into the you that's in that world?
0: Uh, I don't think that you inherently take over the consciousness of the you in that world. Um, I had a full thought on why. Cause I was thinking of it as you were asking the question, I was like, this is where I'm going to go. Um, no. Yeah. I, I don't think you do take over that consciousness because I just, I just don't see why you, why you would, because the, the whole, okay. one of the big things about the flicker scene is that even though they're not well-versed in how these things work, uh, though there's a little bit of an eyebrow raise to at least a portion of that, thanks to Varen identifying something going wrong. Um, For example, and, yeah. And she mentions that the biggest problem is that Rand tried to take them straight from uh, outside of setting Sofu in their world to Toman Head in their world. <laughs> and she was mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just taken us into a mirror world. And then we could have gone whatever you know she was hoping that they would find one of the worlds where time passes more slowly in comparison yeah. to the world they're in um so i i don't think you just take over the consciousness i think that that's part of the danger in using the portal stones that if done incorrectly or incompletely if you're like more so projecting more of like your consciousness or like you use too much spirit in the weave um then maybe that's what happens that you kind of like just backseat the consciousness and maybe maybe there's even the risk that if you do it wrong enough you lose yourself to that consciousness in that mirror world and that's part of the danger of the portal stone, which is terrifying to think of that you could just fuck it up so bad that you just lose yourself to that world yes but you would never know Uh, Ooh that's a new question
2: uh but i will ask that in a moment i I will remember it so uh my other question actually has to do with something that got said about all of this about like the the sort of string theory and like world lines and and things like that so we often talk about all right so i'm going to give some context for this because i think that it actually does somewhat require it um the sort of general thought in the community at this point, especially given Robert Jordan's proclivities for these uh, for for science and physics and things like that, um, mm. as well as uh, sort of the description that we get of this book uh, in the in in the the story and whatnot is Mm -hmm. that the Book of Translation, which is uh, in the care of the Ogier and presumably brought them to Randland, um, though none of them actually is old enough to have remembered that happening or anything, um, is a... a, Right? Is sort of a... Is a way to transport yourself from other star systems or planets or or whatever to other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I've sort of heard is is a lot, the theory that the Ogier are in a lot of ways just aliens that came to the Earth that contains Randland. And then if they were to use the Book, to, book of Translation again before Tarman Gaiden, they would just be sent to another part of the universe that is sort of the prevailing theory. Mm -hmm. So my thought about sort of like the portal stones and what we know of them, as well as, again, just the absolutely minuscule amount of information that we get from the, or about the book of translation, as well as the, uh, you know, suggestions that the Ogier make and things like that is, what is your thought on perhaps the Ogier not really being aliens as in they come from another planet necessarily, but given sort of a ridiculous number of parallel universes, not necessarily even infinite, but at least large enough, um, that the Ogier actually don't necessarily come from another planet, but from another parallel universe and they just didn't exist in this one until they brought themselves here using the book of translation and then presumably the book of translation would then take them to another parallel universe. And the reason that I bring this question up is that presumably in the age of legends, uh or even possibly in the first age, so pre-the Age of Legends, um, humanity had figured out space travel, but then also magic and portal stones and uh, the ways and things like that. Um, and so in that sort of vein, obviously in age three, Varin knows that the portal stones exist and knows that they were made and knows that sort of these were some of the ways that they were made But of course, all of those informative kind of things, all of those user manuals, all of those whatever, are lost to time.
0: Yeah. Do
2: you think maybe the book of translation could be a sort of alternate copy of the sort of string theory that created the portal stones? Or do you actually think that it's really more of a, those are kind of two sides of the same coin about one sort of being... Within the universe, travel and the other one being interdimensional travel.
0: Yeah, Uh, if that makes sense. So, a couple points. Um, First, on the book of translation. Uh, So the more shoddy, uh, he posted his thing Mm -hmm. about it that I I was going to bring up. Um, (laughs) The legend is that it will take you to other worlds. Okay. Though so we, but we don't know if that means. Different planets within this system or this reality, or Correct. alternate reflections or mirror worlds of this reality. Um, mm-hmm. I hinge on I hinge on the latter that it would be alternate realities. Okay. Um, and then maybe there is some movement in there as to which world they they go to. Sure, because um, alternate realities
2: includes the, also presumably a shit ton of planets as well in yeah. some ways but yeah
0: <laughs> the other point is on the portal stones they they're considered artifacts um they existed before the age of legends to the point where even the folks in the age of legends yeah they didn't know how they were made or where they came from they already existed but it was huh. the study of the portal stones that inspired the male Isadi sedai uh taken by the taint to create the ways. yes that um, that part, I was... Yes. yes um, So that, that part is, is very much true. But yeah, Portal Stones already existed because I believe Verity even talks about how the records they have from the Age of Legends are very scarce, but they do reference to Portal Stones and they have discovered through those records that the Portal Stones were a mystery even in the Age of Legends as mm, to where they came you're from. you absolutely correct. Um, yeah. Which, for all we know, could, could, could could be something created in this world because they are made of stone and they have been here a very long time because we don't know if there is an end time where ogier song stone uh starts to fade because we've seen where it can be damaged and faded in the ways oh well no that wasn't ogier song stone so disregard that um not in the ways it was yeah that's fair yeah, yeah those those guide stones weren't made by the ogier but these which is just a thought that I had. Well, maybe the portal stones were either created or came along with the book of translation when the ogear gear initially arrived as a way to where like, okay, yeah, you can kind of hop around and find a new place if you need to, or you can visit old places or something like that. Um, Cause I don't remember because we, well, there's no way to know initially how, if the portal stones were co-located either next to, or even, potentially in steadings. Um yeah. It seems counter that they yeah. would be in steadings because uh everyone we know right now has used channeling to activate them. But uh, there's nothing but at the they, same time.
1: Mm,
2: well it's also a question of when did the ogre come and when did the settings steading become I don't know when a they thing came, because, because it wasn't quick
0: because they take their time
2: they do uh but that's actually sort of you know a new a new, a a new old question O gear in some ways uh is sort of now is is a bit of a question of do you think the portal stones actually had something to do with the ogier coming here
0: because yeah, that's, that's, a that's what i was saying of like yeah no exactly and so i, th- I think it's a maybe of of a, a better understanding of the book of translation because if the book of translation can be used to guide you on how to jump realities,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then there's nothing ne- there's nothing so necessarily supporting or disproving uh, the concept that you could use the same thoughts, mechanisms, theories to create objects. Because the gear regardless, obviously have some kind of mystical power about them. Some ability yes. to influence the world unnaturally around them um mm-hmm. to the Tree point where such yeah yeah to where they love singing uh, with the trees and making stuff out of wood and they're incredible at it but they you know they're known in the world for their work with stone their ability to make stone seem almost alive so i don't think there's anything too crazy about thinking that the old gear uh sung these portal stones mm-hmm. into existence mm-hmm. um early, early on, like shortly after they first arrived, because I mean, and it would also lead into the idea of their longing for home. And the portal stones maybe being a way for them to maybe seek out their original home or where they came from, wherever that longing may come from.
1: Oh,
2: I was actually doing it a little bit pre that in terms of my, my thought process there was actually that the portal stones were made. And in this world. And that's actually sort of what the Ogier latched onto to come to this world. And then the Stedding sort of popped up in and around the portal stones as a byproduct of the Ogier coming to our world. And it
0: was like a sounding fork. The book of translation is an atlas explaining the symbols on the portal stones in a roadmap to different realities and that's how they're able to do it it's entirely possible I so that would also mean that the the, the book of translation and their travel from reality to reality is restricted only to worlds that are connected via portal stone which could
2: be um, finite or maybe, infinite
0: maybe because again
2: it's it's also that also implies that the book of translation is literally just an almanac um and that it legitimately only symbol. has. On. I mean, that that yes. Calling it the book of this translation. Is, this, is is book of translation. this is now my headcanon um, for the book of translation. This is now my headcanon. But it might also be a, tr- a book that explains the theory behind it as well, which would then mm-hmm. presumably allow you to go to places without portal stones if you could unlock that theory uh, to the extent of actually being able to manipulate that rather than just going to the places where people have already manipulated that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, but yeah, my, no, I, I I really like oh my, that idea. And I, it feels my, to my me like that would kind you. of make sense that
3: yeah.
2: humans at some point also had sort of a book of translation and it has been lost, which is why nobody has any idea how to use these portal stones. And the Ogier are unknowingly in some ways sitting on the secrets of the portal stones
0: yeah well so the way i kind of think about the portal stones being made is uh this is a very relatable example for most people that have ever played i don't know even the cheapest of pc games well maybe not the cheapest uh but minecraft when you make a nether portal in the (laughs) in the overworld it automatically creates one in the nether so I one I, I I'm kind of thinking now that when when a portal stone is made or appears or whatever that it kind of does the same thing that whenever it's made and you it's inscribed with the different locations it can reach that a portal stone is also created in those areas
3: hmm. okay. and
0: the book of translation. Even though its exact purpose has been forgotten, it's maintained the name. And when I think about things in the Wheel of Time that are able to transport people to different worlds, be they planets, other planets, or realities, because there's still technically nothing saying that there's not a portal stone undiscovered or buried in Ranland that could take you to, you know, fucking... Uh, Earth-like planet yeah. 716 or whatever. Hopefully yeah, they'll exactly. fucking die. Um, but you get what I mean. Um, That's that what maybe the think. book of translation translates those symbols into, okay, you're tired of living in this world? Well, you know the fancy stones with the symbols? Go find this one and take take the crooked line with the up arrow to the other portal stone, then take the one with the ball sack separated from the penis to this other world. And you'll find yourself at a pretty decent place to live. Right. You know that it's, that it's like a, you know, Hey, these are what the different symbols mean. And like they tie into these worlds. And so it translates the hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. if you will, of the portal stones into uh, more usable tech. Uh, or not tech, but more usable text. Um, language, yeah, text. Yeah. For the O Gear. Um and then that's part of also why like people were able to figure it out. Cause who's who's to say that you know that part of the reason why the Waze inspired the or the, the portal stones inspired the use of the Waze um was some you know, half insane Ashaman or male Aes Sedai sneaking peeks at the book of translation.
2: Yep. It's definitely a thought. And I mean, like, again, it's also true that it's an interesting, it's an interesting parallel. <laughs> that again, they went to the, they went to the Stedding. Mm. They stayed in the Stedding. They then immediately went out of the setting and built the ways right on the edges of it. They don't well, it even, even necessarily fits with why need they think the old gear to... would
0: like that idea. Because it would fit with yeah. the portal zone. It's like, okay, here's how you could do that without opening your book of translation here, so you can go around to the different settings and groves and communist of people. It fucking well, makes sense. I think it makes so much also, sense. I'm so excited, I gotta go this. use the restroom real quick. I, I, I'm listening, but go, go. Yeah, yeah, So, one of the other things that I love about the sort of
2: this this general theory is what if it wasn't even necessarily a mad Aes Sedai reading the book of translation? What if it was literally, you know, the Rand Al Thor Luz Theron type of connection where some Aes Sedai in their madness connects with their old self and knows what this is because they were there when they were made Mm -hmm. like they were there when the ogier shared the book of translation with humanity or when humanity had their own book of translation or you know whatever the fuck that was if you will because the ogier are like pretty protective of the book of translation which makes a hundred percent sense knowing what it is like they're absolutely right in being very protective of this but still like rand is a special case and i get that and i appreciate that but he gets in touch with his old self and has this moment of realizing things that he absolutely should not know because he gets so... I, I don't know what the right... The, in touch with or, like, crossed over with or whatever his past self that he, like, opens up a wealth of knowledge that Rand Thor shouldn't have what if that happened with another Ashima or with another Aes Sedai in the past? And now, or, and at that point they were in a setting. And so they just like had all of this knowledge of what the setting was and why the Ogier were here and what had happened in the, in the, the past and and everything like, yeah, it's
0: God, so much stuff. Dude. I am so ridiculously excited about this idea. Like, there's that part of me that's like, I really hope like, you know, somebody's had this idea and talked about it before, I guarantee it. But you also kind of hope nobody has. Because it's like mm-hmm. that that idea that seems to tie so much together that you're just like, I feel like I've discovered in some, something like we've discovered something incredible. Yeah. And I I now love it. Um, yeah, we, we have uh, mentioned that that the flicker wasn't n- entirely intentional, um, but that something yeah, was No, it was one hundred percent not intentional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I say not necessarily intentional because they didn't mean for that to happen, but it might have been like the the error in the way that Rand was weaving. Well, yeah, no, exactly. It's it's either that or it was like Shaitan being like, "Hey Ishi, watch this." So that was actually my third question
2: earlier, and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna ask it now. Uh, because you just brought it up, and I I sort of love that idea, is presumably, again, thinking about it in the sort of infinite multiverse theory, Rand only sees a smattering of lives, and it's not even that many as far as we sort of get to read about. But at the same time, it's at least three. And it suggests, well, yeah. Three, so and then the last one's like
0: countless lives, yeah, where it's exactly. like the generic. There's so a gleam and a blah 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 blah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And so, so we see three that he like legitimately lives, and then he sees a boatload of of other lives that he sort of lives. Um, and again, it seems to suggest that at the end of every life he hears i have won again lose there yeah so this is now sort of the question of is he do you think andrew that he is misattributing that and this is just his fear talking and it's these other lives are going so fast that he just assumes they all end with that or whether you know, Robert Jordan is making uh, the reader not read through a thousand lives. But of course, Rand actually lives all of these lives in exactly the same way that he lives the first three. They all end with, I have won again, lose Theron. Um, do you think that these other worlds that he's experiencing this world that that Rand is in is sort of one of, if not the only one where Shaitan doesn't beat him? Or do you think that Shaitan is putting his finger on the scale and affecting what lives Rand sees so that it feels hopeless? That, you know, he's only seeing the ones where Shaitan wins to make him feel like he's already lost. Like there is no hope. Like, like it doesn't matter.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, what
2: are your thoughts, sort of, as far as that is concerned? Because that's actually throw, one of the other I'm another wrench in the possibilities here. In just a oh.
0: second.
2: Um,
1: okay.
0: So, I uh, to answer one of the questions. I think he act like that. RJ just one saved himself from having to write hundreds of different lives or dozens of different lives. because um, he's like, after three, you kind of get the point of where we're going here. Yeah. Um, but I think he did, in fact, live all of these lives. Um, I That's think that as well. when it comes to Shaitan's influence or possible influence, it has to be one or two things. The the one and probably I think the most likely is what you were hinting at that he tips the scales to influence through like bubble of evil that he, Brand experiences the ones where he loses to sway him into thinking that it's hopeless. Because he lives mm-hmm. dozens of lives, if not hundreds of lives, where he mm-hmm. Um, If they're real. Alternatively, if Shaitan mm-hmm. is manufacturing these to fuck with everybody, mm-hmm. then we also have to assume that the ones at the end are also just um, illusions. But the wrench that I might throw in this is what if it's not the dark one doing it at all? What if it is the creator doing a scared straight to everybody.
2: I was literally just thinking the same thing in yeah. terms of of what if it's a a cuz Because my thought when you just said sort of Shaitan, like, you know, showing that, is that he ends up shooting himself in the foot if he actually does that. Because, like, again, Ingtar and Varen, like, turn around and go,
0: not today, motherfucker. Like It it has the opposite, like, you would think it might would dissuade them, but Ingtar (laughs) turns back to the light. Varen, I don't think Varen ever turned against the light, but it galvanized her to do things a specific way. It galvanizes Matt's loyalty to Rand, and it galvanizes Perrin's loyalty to them as well, but also his acceptance of his special ability. And in the end, I think it also galvanizes Rand into, I must do what must be done, because every other life I've lived, everything else I try fails, so all I can do is fight the Dark One. So I think it's very much now that I think about it I think it's more likely that the creator had a hand in making things go wonky um if it wasn't just ran channeling wrong and not knowing how to use the portal stones which is well it's I definitely still think the easiest part of that yeah <laughs> yeah um but now like yeah no I th- I think the creator had a hand in it now I still think that they are real worlds yeah, I think it's maybe the creator's way of showing Rand and by extension everybody else that is with him what how, the stakes are. Like if you make different choices ways, yeah. how wrong it goes cuz nobody comes away from this going oh yeah, I had some incredible lives. Everybody comes away from this going what the fuck. Right? <laughs> like I got ch- I got like it is literally level, it like is literally that a is near death the experience
1: overwhelming for
0: everybody.
2: nature of it but also, yeah,
0: yeah it's yeah. literally that near death experience that makes somebody like you always hear the stories about people that go into a situation. They're a complete and total like atheist or skeptic or whatever the case is. And they come out of a situation where they almost died or something crazy happened. And they're like, you know, they, they're completely turned around. And now, like, they're a believer in, like, Christ or they're a believer in, like, the Hindu gods or, you know, any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah so.
2: So I will, I will say, again, he comes with the wine. And again, another plug for Patreon. Um, you you bring up a good point of sort of, wasn't there something about the Dark One needing to win only once? Uh, that is absolutely a theory, and it's definitely one that is brought up in the books multiple times. Now, this is
1: three right.
2: things about that. Uh, number one unreliable narrator it's the easy answer and it's a bit of a cop-out but i i appreciate it as always existing because it's one of the reasons that i fucking love these stories is that everything that you hear in the wheel of time is suspect because everything is always said by a human and humans are fucking idiots um but i <laughs> uh, a lot of what we hear as far as that is concerned is from humans of like they're theorizing or f- Philosophically, like postulating about what happens if the shadow wins and like the dark one breaks free and blah 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 blah.
0: Um,
2: I don't. But it's don't sort think of the, the dark idea one of
0: wins in any of the mirror worlds. Well, and that's sort of the question is. Yeah. um I think those are worlds where, like, at best, he fought the light to a draw. Because, like, well, even in so the wo- that's like in the world of that the Rand and camp. Celine and everybody are in. Like yeah, they don't see any other people, but there's still life because there's a Grom still there, which of course is our peek right, into yeah. like the shang Chan got all their creatures from alternate worlds, mm-hmm. or at least most of their creatures, some of their creatures, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we know that uh, the the Grom and uh, believe the Rockin and Tow Rockin come from mirror worlds. Um, I don't know presumably. if we know about the shredded. So yeah,
2: it's plus it's also completely. It's entirely possible that the Mirror Worlds actually got their animals from Shontane as well. Like, it's it's not oh. clearly stated as either, uh, though it definitely makes more sense for them to have gotten their creatures from Mirror Worlds than the other way around, even though it's never clearly stated one way or if the If they other.
0: did get them from the Mirror Worlds, how badly did they fuck up in the Mirror world to, like, no longer mess with that? <laughs> like oh, we went into one, and like literally half the empire. Like that's how they killed the Trollocs. They opened a the Mirror World against the Blight, and it wiped out the Trollocs. And they're like, <laughs> not going back in there again, <laughs> right?
2: Uh, but yeah, so again, it's sort of this idea going back to sort of what you brought up. He who comes with the wine. Um, this is this is a theory that in our world quote unquote, the one that the that the story represents, which is just me, you know a number of turnings or you know a certain amount of time or whatever in the future from our current timeline. Yeah. Um that if the Dark One wins here, the wheel gets destroyed. But again, this is one of those questions of in a sort of multiverse infinite multiverse like situation that actually kind of suggests that the dark one has to win everywhere not just in one place because again if the champion of the light wins in one multiverse then the wheel keeps turning and so again it's the it's the sort of is this earth prime where this one is the one that matters and all other multiverses are like weird shades of Earth Prime that kind of don't matter or is this a situation where every multiverse is exactly as viable as any others mm-hmm. and the only reason that Rand and Celine and Heron and Loyal see the other mirror world as weird is because it's not theirs and they're further outside of yeah. their own reality. So, again, this sort of I mean, theory of the dark one only has to win once gets so complicated so fast yeah. in so think, many different ways. And so, I again, it goes both depending ways. on what camp you fall in, mm-hmm. it it just becomes super complicated as to, okay, well, if you think that, now what do you think about this particular thing? And if you think that, yeah. then what do you think about this particular thing? Because there are so many so many possibilities. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Andrew.
1: No, no, you're fine.
0: Um, I think it goes both ways. I think both the light only has to win once, and I think that the dark one only has to win once. I think what happens far more often in these mirror worlds is a draw. Where sure. the dark one gets pushed away from creation or, or blocked off from that world or whatever the case is, but the forces of the light are largely or mostly destroyed. Because if, think about it, if the dark one wins once he destroys the wheel and everything that makes creation and all of creation is gone. It doesn't matter where he does that because you have to reach outside of space time to do it. There's only one origin point of creation uh, to destroy. But for the light to win, you also have to reach outside of space and time and seal away <laughs> the guy trying to do that. So if you do that and you seal him away from space time, he is sealed away from it in every world at the same time. Like he can't touch anything because you were sealing him outside of reality. So I think all the mirror worlds are all the different possibilities of what could happen in between the dark one being unsealed and him being sealed again. Um, and it's just different variations of uh, different choices made by the influential souls that matter, and ultimately it winds up being a giant tapestry roadmap. If you were, if you could look far enough out and zoom far enough out to read it, of here is the clear path in the maze to get to victory. Um, but uh, neither the dark one nor uh, the nor uh, the dragon can see that far out i I, in fact i think only the creator can probably see all of creation whereas the dark one try has to hunt through it and that's why he like crawls through different realities um which then necessitates if there's an infinite number of potential realities then there's an infinite number of things the dark one has to crawl through so Mm -hmm. it's equally as possible as it is impossible for the dark one to win just like it is equally Probable, but also equally improbable that the light will win. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's fucking
1: uh, th- yeah. And we know that from the question different worlds, for you, I'm uh, bringing
0: this up because wine just brought this yeah, up yeah. about the effects in the different worlds. Across the different worlds, time moves differently, faster or slower, in relation to. Uh, I like the phrase Randland Prime. I like that phrase. Yeah, um which is the the Randland we're reading in the story. <sighs> So, they may have sealed the Dark One away now, but in Randland Alternate Universe 567,243, it's still another 8,000 years from now before the Dark One sealed away. And in that time, he scratches his tainty butthole across all of what they know of creation. He scratches his taint with the Mountain of Doom, or the Dragon Mount. It's like a toothpick for his butthole, because he's an asshole. I don't, I don't. know why I said toothpick for his butthole, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. Question.
1: What's up? Um. What the fuck. Sorry. The gift. God, I think out. I
2: forgot my
0: question because. Let me ask. Like, um, let me ask you. Like, what? So, what do that you doesn't think? Happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think? Do you, so. Coming back to the flicker worlds and everything, do you think they? And apologies if you actually did answer this, because generally I've been answering questions and you keep asking them. Um, and I want to give you a chance to actually answer mm-hmm. it too. Do you think that the flicker worlds? I believe you nodded yes that you think they are reality. Um, that they do, they did actually live on. And if so, why?
2: Yeah, so I did sort of answer this at the beginning sort of quickly because, of course, again, I didn't want to sit there and give the question and go into a lot of context and then also sit there and now answer your it change. for like 20 minutes. Um,
0: <laughs> that is my yeah, word of the night. Quantificate.
2: Right. I, I am also very much in the, the camp of the mirror or the flicker scenes are real that out there somewhere in the multiverse out there somewhere in the sort of line of parallel universes, uh, that a Rand has lived this life and, or is living this life and that the portal stone gives Rand access to be able to see that, as you said, sort of like the window into a submarine or the window into a building Um, And he's not really being able to affect anything, obviously, because again, it's not his conscience. It's not, you know, whatever. It's just his senses, if you will, that are being transported to that place and living that life. Um, But I am also very much in that camp of all of the mirror worlds they're seeing in those flickers are lives that a Rand somewhere in the multiverse has lived or is living and that Rand is just getting that pumped into Randland prime's head Mm. uh, and seeing everything that's going on. And I also actually love the headcanon and I think it's mine too now uh, of the creator kind (laughs)
1: of
2: putting his finger on the scale He flips the switch from the unfucky
0: to the fucky. (laughs) Uh,
2: And basically shows all of these people sort of the worst of themselves knowing. Actually, so so this is actually one of the things that I wanted to say real quick. Is I actually really love, I I, I sort of take back what I said, but also not. Because I actually love the thought of the creator knows humans. Because Mm -hmm. they made them. And the dark one doesn't know humans because they're so foreign to the dark one. And so that's actually my thought process as far as it kind of doesn't matter which one of them was the one actually putting their finger on the scale, because when it comes right down to it, I love the theory that either the creator knows humanity so well as to say, if I show them the worst of humanity, these humans will become the best of humanity or the dark one, not understanding humans so badly that he thinks, well, if I show them their worst selves, they'll just be their worst selves or be paralyzed with, you know, that information or whatever, not realizing that humans are more optimistic and hopeful and that if you show them their worst selves, they're more likely to become their best selves. So I actually kind of love the idea of it doesn't matter which one of them did it. It's the same result for different reasons.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Fuck, what is the name? There's an anime that is a, a perfect analogy for this. Hold on, let me find it.
1: <laughs>
0: um... Uh, What is the name of this? Because I just re-fucking-watched it. Anos Boldegode is the the character I'm looking for. Hold on. Anime Anos Boldegode. And he is from the anime. The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Uh, So, quick premise. 2,000 years ago, Demon King, most powerful guy in the world. Uh, And in order to attain peace... He did massive, masterful magic uh, or origin magic to reincarnate himself in 2,000 years um, after there was peace on Earth. I flung um, him into a portal where I yeah.
2: are cool. yeah. uh,
0: So there comes a point after his reincarnation where he goes into a fighting tournament against... Uh, he's a misfit commoner. They call him mixed blood. He's not pure royal blood. Um, and he's fighting a royal who has this like stereotypical ego about you're lesser than me blah 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 and just defeating him is considered defiance and the royal is like I will never give up even if I die and he's just like oh really and he snaps his fingers and blows the guy away and kills him and he's like oh I even held back and then he does another spell and drops like a drop of blood on the ground and resurrects the guy. And then the guy's like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, I killed you. And the guy's like, fuck you. And he goes and kills him again and and resurrects (laughs) him again. And he keeps doing this. And he basically at the end, he's as he's doing this, killing him and bringing him back effortlessly. He's just keeps like basically talking about, um, like his version of the of the ship of Theseus, like thought experiment.
1: Mm, um,
0: yeah. Oh, well, there's an interesting theory about resurrected humans. Like, are you still right. the same person? Yeah. And eventually, the noble is like begging him to stop. Like, please, yeah, I surrender. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Of course, he comes back as an asshole later and gets killed and then resurrected again along with his brother. But, um, it makes me think like I, the. It doesn't paint the, which there's no reason for the creator to be painted in like a merciful light. There's nothing about being the good guy that means you have to be merciful. I mean, just look at the old Testament. Well, also again, Um,
2: remember that we at least have talked about this before is that personally, I follow the idea that the creator is called good because people appreciate order
0: (laughs) and they fear chaos and make, but again, it's sort of have the illusion of free choice.
2: So he's sure, but it's,
0: but to me, it's more about sort
2: of that idea of people actually do enjoy order more than chaos because, or, you know, chaos is more predictability in some ways. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. And so I feel like, again, the creator is never actually like it. The the creator never claims itself as being good. It's just order versus chaos. And so oh. again, sort of the idea of like them being good or evil isn't necessarily fair. It's just that people seem to gravitate towards order more and so that's viewed as good and fear chaos so that's viewed as bad.
0: Yeah, so to tie in the, to fully round out the anime reference uh, to uh, the Demon of Misfits. Yeah, yeah anime, sorry. Um, no, no, you're absolutely fine. Uh, i th- the creator i think was doing the same shit they're like is oh, like shit. i'm going to be a dark friend and he's like but what if you die
1: and then the fuck like, you like i'm are. still
0: going to be a dark friend but what if you also die this way and it's like here's all the choices you could make we're not going to let them know that these are just all the wrong choices but here's all <laughs> the choices you can make and you still die Things go badly for you if you stay on the track that you are. And it's that kind of brutal, like some people like now we we call it tough love in some circumstances, letting people like, you know, deal with the ramifications of their actions, especially when they're negative. Um, But this is like tailored in a way to only show you the bad consequences of your I don't want you to make that choice choices. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, again, it's the scared straight. I'm fully on that like, yeah. because that also leads in with the idea of balance from the entire series that if this whole thing is done by the creator to push everybody to make the right decisions that favor creation, then we get the balance at the end of Shaitan showing Rand reality, the realities to show yeah. him the bad side um, of everything. So,
3: yeah, I yeah. like that.
0: I think we've made some revelations. I and think I we have this Look on well. the Bible in this episode. So,
2: I mean, we kind of do, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in revelation. So we may I be mean, referencing it. I
0: don't
1: know. I mean,
0: appar- <laughs> apparently the brass section comes out and is pissed. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's why right. you don't piss off the brass section.
1: All right.
2: So yeah, fucking my mind is already blown. Uh, and yeah. I don't have any capacity for it to be blown anymore. Uh, right. I have. I, I kind of already... wish that I could,
0: like, watch Josh's face. Like, if he goes back and listens to this episode.
2: <laughs> hey, Josh, can you
0: record yourself listening to this episode and yeah. fucking losing your shit?
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, Josh, when you're editing this, uh, feel free to go ahead and, like, record yourself <laughs> reacting <laughs> to parts of this episode. If you could do right. like a 10 to 15 minute reaction to like what you feel are like the most, the most like interesting parts of this episode, that would be hilarious. A reaction to our own episode episode.
3: Right. Okay. Look guys, I love it. I love that you had a great episode. I love everything about what you're saying. I'm sorry. I couldn't be there. I understand, you know, the black tower has us, you know, doing some crazy things at sometimes in this particular case, I was out you know, scouting and recruiting. But uh I will say though, this is a, a, a fantastic uh string of logic to put together. And talking about the book of translation as, as sort of an atlas that navigates the different worlds. Dope. I love it. I also love, Andrew, what you're saying about that you you the portal stones, you'd have to have like some kind of you'd be able to travel to other worlds connected by the portal stones. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. <clears throat> anyway, uh, great episode guys. Um, so, I'm actually kind of sad. I missed it. I'm editing right now. I'm being like, Oh my gosh. There's so many things like, uh, like, a uh, Varen, she tells Egwene that there are hundreds and hundreds and millions and millions of different worlds, but only one creator and only one dark one. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. That's, that's interesting stuff. That's what we like to talk to. So um I guess uh I guess I just grab this right or over on the side, I guess. I'm just hey, Jesus.
2: Uh, have we actually hey. acquired that level of notoriety where we can react to our own episodes? I mean even the channel. Honestly I've seen, after do it, doing a notoriety. notoriety. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say after you've done it for five years, I feel like it's the longevity rather than necessarily the notoriety. Yeah. But
0: yeah. that being said, we paid our, we've been here long enough to be able to do it. <laughs> Basically. Alright. Well
2: I'm tired. I'm sure you all are tired. I know Andrew's tired. Let's let's oh, go ahead and uh right round this uh, <laughs> this episode out that's as far I as sort w. of just all right there you go i see what you did there. code btp
0: at w.gg 10 percent off
2: indeed uh but let's go ahead and round this out sort of with with final thoughts uh i will just do mine sort of in general uh i love these books i love these books so much and part of that is again sort of the idea that Robert Jordan and then later Brandon Sanderson, cause he seems to have not shied away from a number of these sort of like possibilities and probabilities and, and all of that. Um, so I, I feel like either he was given very good notes by Robert Jordan and he followed them well, or he had a healthy amount of this, you know, physics and, and full philo- philosophy and theology and everything in him as well. Um, I think that it's incredibly well done in this series. Like, don't get me wrong. Any large scale series like, you know, your Star Wars is your Lord of the Rings and your Wheel of Times and your, you know, even things like Game of Thrones and whatnot. You can find things that are like this of just like questions that you can rabbit hole down because um, they're sprawling enough that there's just a lot going on. But I will continue forever, hopefully, I don't know, maybe, uh, of thinking that the Wheel of Time is one of the best examples of that. I really think that Robert Jordan did a master class in terms of making you question goddamn everything in his story as far as how it works why it works what's going on whether you can believe the person who's talking whether you can believe the the laws of physics that you think that you know like all of that different stuff and i still can't believe it's not butter right and so i will thoroughly enjoy continuing having these sort of metaphysical discussions about so many different things and uh and all of these different sort of tangents and and thought processes and and philosophies and whatnot in this book series because this this discussion between andrew and i and all of you in patreon chat just gave me more questions i mean it answered some and and again all, a lot of this is just sort of opinion like more part of the whole shoddy
0: podcast? question kill me in the face um <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but so many of these you know are just opinions and i i love that about them because there isn't a right answer i mean there might be in terms of what robert jordan actually specifically thought about these different things but like even then in some ways there's not necessarily a right answer i love hearing people's opinions i love hearing people's thoughts again I had opinions on this topic and I, I let them rip as far as this episode is concerned. And then Andrew opened his mouth and gave me new thoughts. Like, again, I, whether they're my new head canon or just like different new aspects that I fucking love doesn't really matter. Like, this is just a fascinating discussion and I love them. Anyway, that's basically my, you know, little bit of circle jerk about fucking the wheel of time is amazing and you should, <laughs> Anybody who hasn't read it already, first of all, why are you still here? We spoiler warning do you at the beginning, but also I'm glad that you're still here and read because when you think critically about this series, there is always more to pull and it's amazing. So, anyway, sorry. I, I love the long
1: phrase
0: my thought. circle jerk about fucking the will of time. Right. Because <laughs> it's like a circle, there are no ends. Right. Um, no, I it's love these. In... Centipede.
2: Yeah. No ends. Hell, <laughs>
0: hell, Too many ends. There's too many. <laughs> I can't believe they actually made like a didn't they make like three of those? Someone. Like I know there was at I least see. two. There was a. Yeah. there was a sequel to the first one. I think they made like yep. two or three of them. It's like that's two or three more than ever needed. Um That's these are the yeah. these are the yeah, these are the kind of discussions that like I kind of looked forward to and wanted and had in mind when we started the podcast. Um, the picking a topic and talking about it, and when we get into things like this that are more metaphysical, um, it's like a the the worlds are your oyster kind of thing because where <laughs> there were. Um... <laughs> um (laughs) god damn um so when we talk about like things if we do like a character breakdown from the books there for 90 to 95 percent of it there are right and wrong answers there are right and wrong statements there are right and wrong ideas for 90 to 95 percent of it um when it comes to things that aren't fully explained or aren't completely explained or have an inherent air of mystique about them. And I don't mean the X-Men character um, though. She's welcome to join. I'm sure there's a mirror world where mystiques running around, turning into Trollocs um, and giving That's people straight. confusing boners about people in blue jumpsuits, maybe confusing, maybe completely rational. Who knows? Depends on how first you are in Snapchat. Anyway, um, that was really bad. Um, Anyway. sorry Sorry, jennifer um because obviously you know she listens to the podcast um oh absolutely there's there's a a a kind of feeling of openness to the metaphysics discussions right there are still right and wrong answers there are still right and wrong theories but it's more so dependent on the presuppositions or assumptions that you're going to operate off of Um, and the questions and answers that robert jordan has done but the the fun the fun things about these discussions whether we're actively talking uh face to face or we're talking over zoom or Streamyard or whatever um uh, or we're interacting with patreon chat especially when the fact checker mahal can be here uh and and everybody else can be here because like we we tout more shoddy all the time but he's not the only one that brings up like mm-hmm. really good points and reminds us that we're wrong um he just does it the most and has done it probably the longest um it's equally fun at least in my opinion to be uh i'm so distracted now sorry um it's equally fun to be shown wrong and to and to be shown like how you have the wrong assumption because it opens up a new train of thought for you. Uh, But it's also equally fantastic uh, to be shown right, or to be shown like where you're on uh, at least a not wrong track. And these metaphysics discussions, these more theoretical discussions, are one of the rare forms where we can do that. And it ultimately stems from asking a simple question. The initial question was, Mm -hmm. Were the flicker scenes real or were they dreams or illusions? And out of it, we got an idea of how the portal stones interact with the book of translation or the book of changes and how all that shit works and the nature of the old gear and why they exist and why the, the male I and I were even studying them and all the shit. We got that.
2: magnets. How does yeah. that work?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't a quote from like fucking like one of the dudes from ICP or some shit? uh it's yeah it's it's snl oh god yeah um and then we got Uh, that and then we got like blame of the creator for the flicker scenes like it's just always so much fun uh because there is ultimately there is no right or wrong answers there are more right and more wrong answers mm -hmm. um well there's there's more evidentiary
2: and less evidentiary i would probably say
0: there you go that that's a better way that's what i meant uh to say well that's what i meant when i said what i said let me put it that way sure um no no you're absolutely thank you um but it's it's just a ton of fun and it's it's really nice to know that after five years we're still doing this kind of shit and that we're still like it's not a stagnant conversation like oh yeah i've heard that theory oh yeah no that's cool that's interesting it's right you know talking at least once a week every week for the past 5 years whatever 5 times 52 is that's what 262 weeks yeah i will admit i don't think we've quite
2: gotten there yet cuz we'd have you know we did miss weeks in that first
1: first season second season
2: third season but again like it's 5 times five is 250 so or sorry, 5 times right. 50 is 250. So you're you're not off by much like
0: 260. It helps if I do time divide it 260 weeks. give or take uh, plenty that we've missed or taken off or whatever the case is. it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. you all listening, uh, whether it's live in patreon chat, Or whether it is after the fact on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, Um, you guys help make it all even all the more worth it. Because uh, your your comments and your input in the live chat definitely bring about more ideas and more questions. And we encourage it. Please do. Please tweet at us. Comment on the video. Comment on the podcast episode. Send us messages. Talk about it in the Discord. We do have a channel specifically for that in the Discord under the Common Room. Uh, we have a channel called BTP Episode Spoiler Discussion where you can talk about whatever we talk about in the episode. Please do it. And if you have ideas for future episodes, just hit us up and let us know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that will do it for us. Again, the Soravon Mahal who's out and about in the field doing Soravon Mahale things. Uh, since his love and appreciation for y'all tuning in, <clears throat> I feel the same way as your Baijan Mahal, as the Baijan Mahal, whatever you want to talk about it as, as the guy with the delusions of being the the Baijan Mahal, whatever.
2: I've been Andrew. And I have been, uh, the man with the delusions of being your Amin Khan Mahal, Daniel. And again, from all of us here at the Black Tower podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for, uh, showing up and, uh, conducting yourselves in an orderly fashion as you receive your weekly dose of taint. We hope that you have left this episode just a little bit more
3: insane
2: than you entered it as. And from all of us here, we hope that you're having a lovely morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon,
0: good evening, and good night. See what I did there with you. I made it dark in my room for a good night. (laughs) Fucking auto-white balance has got to be figured out.
2: I I like it. I think it's fun.